Six minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Oh, you're 
JM in the AM. Good morning, all. Welcome to a Monday as we head back to school and back to work here on a JM in the AM Monday morning. It's the 11th of June, the 28th of Sivan. Tomorrow's already Erev Rosh Chodesh. Wow. We're getting closer and closer to three weeks, believe it or not. And I welcome all of you to a uh, another amazing edition of JM in the AM, another great week. I want to thank Matis for uh, taking care of JM Sunday yesterday. Avrami for Saturday Night Seagull. Always great programming to start the week after Havdalah. And then we really get into gear with JM and the AM on Monday morning as we head back to school and back to work. And I thank you all for tuning in. 58 degrees, partly cloudy, and a high of 73. Clear tonight, sunshine for tomorrow. Right now, Yerushalayim is at 77. New York at 58. As we say good morning at JM and the AM. Before Miami with Olam Vayed, you heard Yoni Shlomo and Achtov. You heard Yaakov Shweki with his Akhtov. Yerushalayim, that was Ari Goldwag. Zehayom, also off the brand new Lonaf Seeklear Code. Masacha Hashem, that was Mayor Sherman, our Monday morning theme song. And of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Thank you for tuning in. 28 minutes before 7 o'clock on this Monday. Brand new week. Special Mazel Tov to Gabriel Halpern. It was uh, amazing being there for his uh, Bar Mitzvah celebration yesterday. Before I had to head off to uh, Marina Del Rey for a the beautiful Goldstein wedding, um, so a very special Mazel to the Halpern family, to Batsheva and Murray, and everybody who celebrated yesterday it was really uh, quite a celebration. Um, it's become official, and uh, I posted this on Facebook early this morning. Yisrael Besser who wrote the brand new book about Rabbi Mayer's Lottowitz, a brand new book that many, many, many people are talking about, uh, is going to be my guest on the 28th of June, the final Thursday of June. Yisrael Besser, who normally is out of town, as we say in New York, um, is going to be in the New York area. He will be uh, here for a sit-down, one-hour conversation about the brand new book. We are very much looking forward to it. I have a million questions to ask him. And it's a very interesting book. I've gotten through a uh, a good part of it. And a lot of very interesting things about it. A lot of things I learned. A lot of interesting things about it. So that's coming up on the 28th of June. Mark your calendars. It'll be, uh, it'll be two weeks from this Thursday. We'll have that opportunity. If you have a chance to read the book between now and then, it's a good, it's a good idea. So you'll be able to uh, read the book first and then come into the interview with... Uh, tuned into all of the follow-up questions I have regarding his uh, brand new book. So that's official here at uh, JM and the AM. Uh, coming up today, David Mandel is going to join us. So Harvey Cayley has passed away, and we're going to do a little memorial for him this morning. Um, Camp Cayley, right? The Camp Cayley, named for the Harvey family. We will speak to David Mandel about that. Also, uh, David Greenfield scheduled to join us. Met Council on Jewish Poverty just had a very successful legislative breakfast. They're doing some really good work in the New York area. We'll speak about that also coming up here at the JM and the AM. So a lot going on on this Monday, to say the least. By the way, Wednesday, Elliot Weiselberg will join us live in studio. Those of you who love Yeshiva League Sports, Elliot's with me live in studio Wednesday. He'll also be... Um, uh, speaking about the Martin Weiselberg uh, tournament that's coming up on Sunday, we'll tell you all about that. And if you want to support JM and the AM, 
Um, we are getting to the unofficial end of our spring fundraiser. At the end of June, that'll be it for our spring fundraiser. Uh, you can go to fjbunity.org and be generous in your donation, fjbunity.org. Or please remember to return the envelope that we sent to you if you're on our mailing list with as generous a donation as possible so that you can uh, participate with us in this amazing effort that we call JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. Well, at some point, we promised you brand new Yaakov Shweki music. Right now, we can make good and deliver on the brand new Yaakov Shweki music at JM and the AM.
משמיעים בידו יחד בכל דברי אלוקים חיים ומלך עולם כולם עומדים בדום עולם ומשמיעים בידו יחד בכל ומשמיעים בידו יחד בכל דברי אלוקים חיים ומלך עולם דברי אלוקים חיים ומלך
ואת הכלה, את החטא, ואת הכלה, הוא יברך את החטא, ואת הכלה, את החטא, ואת הכלה. J.M. and the A.M. with Sandy Shmueli, of course. Miadir, the name of that one, off of Anishar. You heard Avremo with Pashun Anashim and Hashem Yilachem. Mordechai Shapiro's Kulam Yishtabach and Netzach Yisrael, brand new, both from Yaakov Shweki here at J.M. in the A.M. It is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Welcome to a Monday as we head back to school and back to work here at JM in the AM. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody, and being part of this amazing radio adventure. Remember, you can comment on our app. Let us know what is on your mind, what you want to hear. Let us know where you are. That's always cool for us to find out where you're tuned into this great show. Where on the globe. Um, so that's all you got to do. All you got to do is go to the NSN Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone. And as we like to say, comment away. And hopefully we'll get to your comment at some point during the show. What do we have so far this morning, you're asking? Well, listener Yaakov's out there checking in multiple times, making sure that we, uh, that we see his, um, his messages, I thank him for that. He's happy about the brand new Miami album. We'll probably have more from that brand new Miami album coming up. Want to wish a mazel tov to the Unger and Packer families. The Packers from right here on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Later tonight, Khani and Elkana. Khani Unger and Elkana Packer will be married. Mazal tov to Rabbi Mrs. Yossi Unger and Rabbi Mrs. Chaim Packer. To Shira and Reb Chaim, a very special mazel tov from all of us here 
at JM in the AM. Golly, it's all in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up and plenty more between now and 9 a.m. Plus a full schedule all day, as you would suspect, all through the day here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Don't forget the Brooklyn Cyclones present Jewish Heritage Night one week from tomorrow night. BrooklynCyclones.com. Galei Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. Newscast next to Jamie. Galei Tzal, Shashtayim, Kan Shibel Karmi Mansur, in Mashakore Akshav. חשד לפיגוע דקירה באפולה, צעירה בת 18, נפצעה קשה מאוד. התוקף, תושב ג'ינין, נלכד בתו מצוד. כתבנו קובי מנדל. בשעה האחרונה נלכד החשוד בדקירה הפלסטיני כבן 30 מג'ינין. הוא נלכד כשברשותו הסכין בפעתי אפולה, לאחר שסרב לעצור ונורה ברגליו על ידי השוטרים. הצעירה בת 18, אותה דקר, מושפזת במצב קשה ויציב במחלקה לטיפול נמרץ בבית החולים העמק. הוארך בשבוע מעצרו של עתיר סאווי נלם, חשוד שרצח את אשתו סופרה, שם ארבעת ילדיו, בת ה-36 אתמול בחיפה. סנגורו, עורך הדין ויסאם ערף, אמר בתום הדיון בבית המשפט, ייתכן שמצבו הנפשי אינו מאפשר להעמיד אותו לדין. למעשה הוא עדיין מבולבל, מצבו הנפשי מאוד קשה, לאור זאת אנחנו הפנינו אותו לצורך קבלת בדיקה פסיכיאטרית, על מנת לבחון את כשירותו לעמוד לדין. החקירה עדיין בתחילתה, בימים הקרובים אנחנו נדע יותר על התיק הזה. הצעת החוק לקיזוז הפיצויים בגין נזקי השרפות בעוטף עזה מכספי הרשות הפלסטינית אושרה לקריאה שנייה ושלישית במליאת הכנסת. ראש הממשלה נתניהו ברח את ועדת החוץ והביטחון ואמר, ראוי שיעשה כאן צדק מי ששורף שדות שידע שיש לכך מחיר. כך נתניהו. פרשת אמינות מצלמות המהירות, ניצב בדימוס ירון בארי, לשעבר ראש אגף התנועה במשטרה, מזהיר מפני עלייה במספר הנפגעים בתאונות הדרכים בשל הפסקת הנפקת הדוחות מהמצלמות. בשיחה עם רינו צרור התריע בארי, אנחנו עלולים לשלם על זה בדם. אני מציע לבדוק באמת מה קרה במשפט, ולבדוק מי ממכון התקנים מעיד דברים שהוא לא יכל לעמוד מאחריהם אחר כך. אם מחר בבוקר הנהגים... יבינו שיש פחות אכיפה של מהירות, אנחנו נשלם על זה בדם. ממכון התקנים נמסר, אנו עומדים מאחורי הבדיקות שביצענו. המשנה ליועץ המשפטי לממשלה קבע כי לסגן שר הבריאות ליצמן הסמכות לאסור שיווק את שיווק הסיגריה האלקטרונית הממכרת ג'ול. כתבתנו מוריה אסרף. במכתב שהעביר עורך הדין רז נזרי לסגן השר ליצמן נכתב כי קיימת תשתית משפטית להפעלת סמכותו הקבועה בפקודת הרוקחים המאפשר לאסור ייצור, ייבוא או שיווק של מוצר הגורם או עלול לגרום סיכון בריאותי חמור. המשנה ליועץ המשפטי לממשלה הנחה את משרד הבריאות לפנות לחברות ולאפשר להן להשמיע טענותיהן טרם קבלת החלטה סופית בנושא. מזג האוויר, ירידה ניכרת בטמפרטורות והן תהיינה רגילות בעונה. אלה החדשות שערך ניתאי ענבי.
Cohen with Vinahapo Hu here at JM in the AM. 
Uh, before that one, Ari Goldwag, brand new. Lone Up Seek is the name of that one. 12 minutes after 7 o'clock, it's JM in the AM. Good morning on uh, on, a, on this Monday, June the 11th, 28th of Sivan. As I mentioned earlier, a week from tomorrow, the Brooklyn Cyclones. A week from tomorrow, the Brooklyn Cyclones present Jewish Heritage Night. Always a fun evening. Great kosher food available. A bunch of uh, <clears throat> wonderful activities during the game. Um, geared to our community. They always do a good job on that. Uh, check out brooklyncyclones.com. Take your family, take your friends. A perfect opportunity between school and camp to go out and have an amazing time. Again, brooklyncyclones.com. Brooklyncyclones.com. When they ask you how you heard about it, the answer, of course, is JM in the AM. How else would you have heard about it? We are very, very big baseball fans here, and we love the Brooklyn Cyclones. Or because the 18th year of the Cyclones, in this case, we say the Brooklyn Cyclones. More coming up. It's JM in the AM. Hey, she played. 
J.M. in the A.M. Monday morning with Israel Jarufi and Abain Yaker Lee. There you have it. Unbelievable. J.M. in the A.M. Monday. Here we uh, are heading back to school and back to work on this Monday morning broadcast. Um, before Israel Jarufi, that was the... Um, the Kinderlach with Anna Bakoch. You heard Zevi Weinstock and Ari Zucker together with Shir Shel Shevach. Partly cloudy with a high temperature of 73. Then tonight, clear skies, a low 57. Tomorrow, we go with uh, sunshine and a high temperature of 72 degrees. Right now, it's um, 58 here in New York. 77 in New York, July and 58 here in New York. As we say good morning at JMM. Uh, coming up, David Mandel is going to join us. Harvey Cayley, as many of you know, the uh, legendary philanthropist, passed away uh, last week. And I felt we had not had a uh, an appropriate tribute to him on the air and his amazing generosity and his incredible life and the unbelievable, and I mean seriously unbelievable, um, a commitment to Camp Cayley. So we'll speak to uh, David Mendel coming up later on at JMM. Also, David Greenfield's going to join us. He's now, of course, the CEO at uh, Met Council on Jewish Poverty and uh, is doing quite a good job, and to say the least, and uh, had an amazing legislative breakfast the day of the uh, Celebrate Israel Parade. So we'll speak with him coming up. Also, speaking of parade, don't forget the video is up, and you can enjoy the video uh, by going to facebook.com slash Siegel Network. Also, of course, you'll find it in the video section of our website at NahumSiegel.com. And um, I take this opportunity again, since so many people enjoyed and really, uh, last night I'm getting so many more comments about the, the parade coverage. Uh, so many people enjoyed it. A big thank you to our friends from Ale who presented the coverage of the Celebrate Israel Parade. And a big thank you to our sponsors, Carmel Winery, uh, the American Committee for Shire Tech Medical Center in Jerusalem, Rothenberg Law Firm, Uden's Appliances, all kosherandmidtown.com, all of them get credit for a uh, an amazing and um, noteworthy parade broadcast. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, and here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Rabbi Yechesko Levinstein observes... The mid of kina, jealousy, reveals that its essence is an acute desire and a compulsion never to be inferior to another person, even if he never aspired to that superiority before. The jealousy which originates in the soul engenders an ensuing effort to fill the deficiency with various acquisitions, things, objects, because it emanates from the soul, its leverage is extreme to the point where it overpowers the individual and makes him or her completely subservient to their own envy. Our Chachamim tell us in Bava Metziah, the kina, the jealousy of Chachamim, increases wisdom, indicating that it is the soul that covets. The adage is well understood to mean that jealousy is intended as a channel through which one should be inspired to improve oneself, to climb higher spiritually. When we observe 
our colleague's level of Torah, his level of Avodah Hashem, it should spur us on to higher heights. It doesn't imply that being envious of the other's intelligence or success or their money is totally unacceptable, even in areas of spirituality. This can be compared to an ox. The ox looks up towards the sky. It sees the eagle soaring in the air. The ox suddenly develops a strong desire to fly and becomes envious of the eagle. As he continues to watch the eagle gliding effortlessly, the ox's anger and wrath build up. He believes that if he fumes, if he seethes, he's going to develop wings and he's going to be able to fly. But no matter how long the resentful eyes of the ox sees that eagle flying, nothing happens. The ox begins to gnash its teeth. Angrily it bellows, consumed with jealousy, hoping to sprout wings, but it doesn't grow any. The ox then considers climbing the mountain so he can be closer to the skies, and a strong wind may help him fly. He climbs up the mountain, stands near the edge. To his great joy, there's a good blast of wind that blows across the mountaintops, and the ox fills himself, lifting slightly off the ground. The winds continue to swirl around him, but no further changes. Finally, the ox decides to jump up in the air to show the eagle that it's no better than he, because once he is free in the air, he too will be able to fly just like the eagle. The ox leaps upwards and then falls all the way down to the ground, ending his life. Similarly, the person who is jealous of his friend for the wrong reasons will not only never attain that which he begrudges his friend, but he will also bring about his own downfall. As we learn in Chazal, kina, sinna, and taiva, jealousy, hate, and desire, motzin es ha'adam min ha'olam, drive a person out of this world. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
Jam and AM Monday morning, the New York Boys Choir, Yitzi Ball, the leader, that's Bahava. Before that, brand new Yaakov Shweki, that's uh, Netzach Israel, off the album entitled Musica here at uh, Jam and the AM. Well, I mentioned uh, late last week that we really have to spend a few minutes speaking about the incredible generosity and the amazing leadership of Harvey Cayley. Uh, Harvey Cayley passed away at the age of 80. He is uh, known for, uh, for he, he and his family are known for being amazing philanthropists. Um, to say the least, I mean, so many different uh, causes, organizations, efforts out there uh, made sure to um, uh, pay tribute to his memory and for good reason. Uh, for us, he was uh, associated most closely and, um, and we found his uh, uh, personal relationship with, the, uh, with this establishment that I'm about to mention um, to be so incredibly heartwarming. That, of course, is uh, Camp Cayley. And um, at one point, when um, Harvey Cayley was, uh, was interviewed, was being asked questions during one of his visits to camp, he said, and I quote, of all the many initiatives I have involved myself in, I am most proud of Camp Cayley. When I see the transformative impact of the Camp Cayley experience, newfound friendships, a breakdown in stigma, a greater understanding and appreciation of one another, whatever our challenges... I know that all of our hard work has been worth it. I have asked David Mandel, the CEO of OHEL, to join me today, alive via telephone, for a few minutes about the incredible generosity and the lessons we can learn from uh, Harvey Cayley. David, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Thank you very much. Uh, doing a tribute to Harvey Cayley is indeed special and certainly appropriate, a generational type of an individual, Harvey Harvey and Gloria Cayley. And if I'm not mistaken, and David, you can correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm not mistaken, when the Cayleys first got involved many years ago with OHEL and expressed an interest in in helping the kids or doing, doing some small things, some small gestures at that point, I don't think anybody, they nor you, um, could envision that their involvement would get to the point where they would actually found an important and landmark summer camp for the Jewish world. When we talk about people in the profession of fundraising, uh, one of the principles that guide us at OHEL and that we learn from our President Moish Hellman and uh, co-president Mel Zacto is it's very important to treat and uh, Jay's, uh, Jay Kestenbaum was the chairman of our development fundraising committee with Annette Rubin. One of the principles that we are taught is that you deal with the person who donates $18 the same way as the person who donates a million dollars. Now that may sound strange to people right. on the surface, but you never know when that $18 individual um, is capable of giving you that 50000 the 100000 the 10000 the million dollars. And even if they're not, they still deserve the same thank you. Harvey Cayley is that story. When he started at OHEL, his first gift was Hanukkah um, stuffed animals. <laughs> For the, kid, asked, for the kids to asked, enjoy. Um, someone, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, for the kids to enjoy on Hanukkah. He donated stuffed, not, not even money. He donated stuffed animals for Hanukkah. He asked um, someone in his neighborhood um, if she knows a good organization that he can uh, do a contribution for Hanukkah. 
He had some gifts. The person that he happened to ask was Elaine Schickman, um, the Schickman, Elaine and Bernie Schickman, who were foster parents to several children. And she said, I'm a foster parent at OHEL. This is the organization I'm involved in. That would be a good place to donate some Hanukkah. Animals, stuffed animals. And that was his first gift about 18 years ago. Amazing. And at what point, and obviously the Kaylee's contributions, their involvement obviously got stronger and bigger uh, from that point forward, but at what point was this vision of this unique camp, and anybody familiar in this audience knows how unique Camp Kaylee is, at what point was he approached with this dream that a camp, number one, like this could exist and a camp like this can, you know, can actually be founded by OHEL? OHEL Board of Directors and our leadership staff are always very deliberate in our strategic thinking, meaning that in the case of developing a camp, we had spent several years thinking about it, both thinking about how to develop a camp that could serve the OHEL community, which is, um, as we describe it, typical kids and kids with disabilities, a camp of inclusion. If OHEL does anything, in addition to serving um, the community, it is about teaching stigma or breaking down stigma. So the thinking strategically was developing a camp that would break down stigma. Secondly, the OHEL vision was not to develop a camp that would compete with Camp Hask or Camp Simcha. Uh, There was no need to replicate that. So if anything, we wanted to develop a camp that was different. That was the founding principle. Ashifogel Oliver Shalom was one of the driving forces in our conversation with the Board of Directors on this concept. Once we identified the concept, we went out shopping for property. And over the course of two years, we looked at literally 62 properties around the Catskills, Pennsylvania, Delaware. Once we identified a property that thought made sense to us, by this time, Harvey Cayley, Harvey and Gloria had um, uh, become close friends with the Ohel family. Mike Shulman and I paid a visit to Harvey in his office, and we talked about the concept of a camp, an inclusive camp. And Harvey was immediately taken by the concept in which typical children can grow up when they're 8, 10, 12, 16 years old, together side by side in a normal environment alongside kids with disabilities, it's hard to teach adults new things, but kids learn naturally. So if you teach kids at the young age of eight and 10 and 12, that life is normal, normal life includes people with disabilities, they will grow up understanding that. He was immediately taken by that concept. And that became Cam Cayley. What year was it founded? Um, this is OHEL's um, ninth year in camp. Wow. As we describe it, it is the um, fifth year. It's OHEL's ninth year of Camp Cayley. It's the fifth year 
of Ellie Brazil. Right. That he's been uh, directing and leading the camp. Uh, David Mandel's with us live via telephone. What were the visits like to camp when Harvey Kaylee was there? Were you able to tell? Uh, about, were you able, was it obvious the kind of nachas he was getting from the whole experience? Harvey and Gloria Kaylee, and at times their um, children, um, Alicia and Roberta, as well as some of their grandchildren, grandsons, granddaughters, we have a Kaylee day every single year up at Camp Kaylee. <laughs> Sometimes it's in July in boys' month. Sometimes it's in August in girls' month. Um, and you know, when Oishi Shiva and some people will criticize me for making this comparison, um, I hope not. I believe it's appropriate. You know, Oishi Shiva comes up to a camp. I've seen it in Camp Romamu. I've seen it in Camp Agudo. They are welcomed at the door of camp. Right. Hundreds of individuals go up to the entranceway of camp, and they welcome the Rosh Hashiva when he drives up to camp and he steps out of the car. Right, big celebration. I don't think it's a lahavdol because chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom. I shouldn't even have said that word. My apologies. Harvey and Gloria Kaylee come up to Camp Kaylee. There are literally hundreds of individuals that walk up to the car to welcome them because they are known, they're godless, they're stucker, they're varamkite, their love, their passion, their compassion. And Camp Cayley is so well known. They literally don't get out of the car because <laughs> there are so many kids surrounding the car, surrounding the van. Cayley Day is a very special celebration. And Bezrat Hashem, we will have a Cayley Day this summer, as we have every single summer, you know what's amazing, David. I, um, I, I obviously for us because of the the number of discussions we've had about this entire effort, the Camp Cayley effort from before it was a camp, and through the Cayley family's involvement, and of course subsequent to that in the nine years that it's been in existence. So for us, his name and his family's name are synonymous with the camp. But then I saw the number of organizations and efforts and stuccos and groups from around the world, U.S., Israel, and others, who paid tribute to him and had some type of, uh, of uh, remembrance, you know, printed in the papers and you know, sent out by mail, etc. And it's amazing what kind of impact he and his family had uh, philanthropically throughout the entire Jewish world. I would assume this is something you knew up close and personal, that he was not just there for Camp Cayley, he was there for so many hundreds of causes. I have been witness personally to Harvey and Gloria, Harvey and Gloria's largesse um, when um, in their home in Great Neck, and there are other individuals that come to meet him. When I've been out in their community in West Hampton, and I've watched, and if I can say... Uh, patiently waited to speak to Harvey when Harvey invited me out to meet with him, Harvey and Gloria. And uh, these are the kind of individuals that know what they want to do. They know the relationships they have with people. Um, and it is just um, beautiful to watch how they cultivate their stuckers how they develop relationships with the community, hospitals in Israel, technology companies. Um, Harvey 
was not well over the past two or three years. Um, And he he helped um, the world develop um, develop strategies, develop technology, uh, develop medicine um, to help future generations. I've personally been witness to it. I hope that people have a chance to pick up a book called From Zadie to Zadie, hmm. Memories and Stories in the Life of Harvey Cayley, written by Harvey Cayley with other contributors. It's a very unusual book. You cannot find it in a bookstore. You have to get it through the family. Uh. Or people can email me, and I'd be happy to get them a copy of the book. Harvey writes chapters in his book interspersed by other individuals who write chapters about Harvey, his friends, people who worked for him, who worked for him at Mini Circuits, his electronics company, um, other organizations that have been supported by him. I have the unbelievable privilege of being asked by Harvey to write the introduction in this book. Um, And it's something that I cherish very special. Unbelievable. Harvey Cayley, he was an amazing man, uh, passed away at the age of 80. Uh, For us, uh, we've discovered just how many, uh, a part of how many institutions he was important to. We know, though, uh, firsthand how important he was to OHEL and, of course, the founding of Camp Cayley. And as you said, uh, David, you know, the summer, the summer's about to begin. I, I think camp starts actually at the end of this month up at Camp Cayley, right? Camp starts on June 26th, God willing. Bezrat Hashem, the boys start June 26th. Kim Kaylee is Baruch Hashem sold out. It has been sold out for many months. Um, yesterday morning, I received yet another request, as I do several times a week, from um, people who would still like to get their children into Kim Kaylee. Um, we try, we try very hard, Baruch Hashem. Ellie Brazil, the director, and uh, David Shavid, the assistant director, and all the wonderful staff do an amazing job. We're looking forward to a great summer. Wow. You know, the comment that you made that um, Harvey Cayley said when he was up at Cam Cayley on Cayley Day right. three years ago, that for he and Gloria, of all the charities, of all the stuckers, mm-hmm of all the community organizations that he supported throughout the world, they consider to be Cam Cayley their greatest contribution. Right. Why? Because his, his mantra was, Harvey Cayley, Baruch Hashem, has um, grandchildren both here and in Israel. And his mantra is, I want to teach, I want my grandchildren's grandchildren to learn the value of tzedakah. Harvey was thinking six generations ahead that he wanted to teach three generations that have not yet been born the value of tzedakah. Unbelievable. The value of inclusion. And he felt that Cam Cayley created that opportunity. That's a person with a vision. That's a person that leaves a legacy. That's a person that makes a difference in this world and the worlds that have not yet been born. Amazing. We'll leave it there, David. Great tribute. Thanks for helping us remember him on this uh, Monday morning and wishing everybody at Camp Cayley not only amazing memories of Harvey Cayley, but a phenomenal summer of 2018. Thanks so much for joining me this morning. 
Thank you very much, Nachum. Take care. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful coming up summer, Metashem. Thank you. Thank you so much. Five minutes before 8 o'clock, it's JM in the AM.
There they are, brand new. Your Achmiel Begun Miami Boys Choir with Shalom. 8 o'clock in the morning. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSingle.com. On the NachumSingle Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app.
מצטבר בצד, עם יורש בידיים וקצת ריח של סבון, ומרוב שטיפת כלים נוצר כאב בגב תחתון. Oh, oh, oh. 
J.M. in the A.M. R.E.A. Kunzler, that's Vali Yerushalayim. Before that, Derech Achim had Od Shama. Miami with Shalom off the brand new album entitled Forever Here at J.M. in the A.M. Monday morning as we head back to school and back to work here at J.M. And by the way, Yeshiva League sports fans, don't forget that uh, Elliot Weiselberg will be visiting us on Wednesday. Elliot Weiselberg will be visiting us on Wednesday here at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, we'll talk about Yeshiva League Sports. We'll talk about um, the Martin Weiselberg Memorial Tournament that's coming up, the hockey tournament this coming Sunday. So that's going to be that's on Father's Day. So we're, we're going to be talking about that on Wednesday this week here at JM and the AM. Also, if you missed the announcement earlier this morning, we've uh, made it official on the 28th of June, Thursday, the 28th of June. Rabbi Yisrael Besser will be in studio live here at JM and the AM. It's two weeks from this Thursday. Uh, the brand new book is called Rabbi Mayer's Lotowitz. He wrote it, Rabbi Besser wrote it, and he'll be in studio with us for a one-hour live face-to-face conversation here at JM and the AM. So circle the calendar, everybody, and we'll remind you, obviously, as we get closer and closer. You have two weeks to read the book if you want to read it before I start asking questions. You have two weeks to read the book about Rabbi Zlotowitz and the Arts Call Revolution. Uh, so uh, get ready for that conversation on the 28th 
by preparing properly. <laughs> JM in the AM with a reminder that our uh, spring fundraiser, excuse me, our spring fundraiser is coming to an end at the end of June. And those of you who have not yet contributed to keep us going here every single day, we would be flattered if you would. Go to fjbunity.org. Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting is fjbunity.org. Give what you can. Be a part of it and um, and join what is continuing to be the most amazing independent growth effort in digital media. It is just amazing what's going on. We are um, attracting so many listeners from around the world on a daily and weekly basis. Cannot be prouder. So um, whatever you can give to help keep us going is much appreciated. Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. This is brand new, I believe. Yes, it is, from Yaakov Shweki.
J.M. in the A.M., that's Ashirah Hashem, done by Benny Friedman. Natanel Hirschnick, who is spending his time at the Royal Opera House over these couple of weeks. Yeah, pretty amazing. The great cantor with the Am Yisrael Chai. Yaakov Shweki had Tfilat Hashla. This is brand new off the album entitled Muzika here 
at JM the AM. David Greenfield's going to join us. Plenty more coming up. You are listening to a JM the AM broadcast for a Monday morning as um, we head back to school and back to work. If you want to comment on our app, feel free. Go to the Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. You are listening to a Monday morning JM in the AM, and this is brand new from Ari Goldwag.
jam in the AM Monday as we head back to school and back to work. That is the uh, one of the brand new selections off of Ari Goldwag's album entitled Low Enough See Clear Code here at JM in the AM. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it'll be uh, Mayor Weingarten, the next live edition of The Israel Show. Military generals and security chiefs refuse to carry out orders of the democratically elected government. Is it Mexico? Is it Colombia? No, it's Israel twice. The astounding, the astounding story behind the scenes. He'll have it, Mayor Will. The never-ending flow of amazing archaeological discoveries in Israel continues with two new major finds and, of course, and not to be missed, weekly Israeli music mix. That's all coming up. Also, a reminder, right after that, it'll be uh, Yoni Pollock and Seth Gordon with After Further Review. I'm sure last night's Yankee-Met game will be one of the uh, focuses of their discussion. And then at 11 a.m., Jake Novak with Novak Now. He'll speak about the traditional media's inability to cover Israel accurately. He'll say it's the same uh, reason why the traditional media is doomed. Novak Now, 11 a.m. with Jake Novak here at the Nahum Siegel Network. David Greenfield is with us live via telephone. Met Council on Jewish Poverty had their 42nd annual legislative breakfast last Sunday, June the 3rd, in New York City. David Greenfield is CEO of Met Council and joins us live via telephone. Mr. Greenfield, welcome back to JM in the AM. It is always a privilege and a pleasure to be on your show. Thanks for having me, Nachum. I appreciate that. I thought it was an amazing event. I also thought it was a big reminder, and this is something you could really speak to because of your background and experience, an important reminder that government can have a real positive impact on the lives of thousands of people uh, when when there's a good cause, when there's a good effort at, on the front lines taking care of different things. Absolutely, and that was really the goal of our legislative breakfast last Sunday. As you mentioned, it was the 42nd annual one. I cannot tell you that I've been to all of them because I'm <laughs> only 39 years old. But for the ones that I have been to and the feedback that we've got, it certainly seemed like it was the most successful and well-attended breakfast. It was the first time that our breakfast was sold out. It was standing room only. And the theme of the breakfast was fighting poverty and hate. And that is really why we host these breakfasts, which is to bring together elected officials to highlight for them something that many of them are not aware of, which is Jewish poverty. 1.6 million Jews living in the New York area. 560,000 are either in poverty or near poverty, which is shocking when you think about it. When you talk about the stories and the services that we provide, whether it is the largest kosher food network in the country that provides food every single day to 35 kosher food pantries, or the real horrors, and we discussed this as well, of domestic violence in the Jewish community, we are on track this fiscal year to have over 1,000 clients who are victims of domestic violence and we are the main organization in the Jewish community that services these folks or the seniors or the affordable housing or the Holocaust survivors, over 3,000 that we provide service to every single year, people are shocked, and they walk out of these events, and they say, I cannot believe there's that kind of poverty right here in New York in the wealthiest Jewish community in the world, and it allows them to recognize that they, the elected officials, and there were over 400 people in the room, 60 of whom were public officials, that these elected officials, including Senator Chuck Schumer, key members of Congress, members of the Assembly, like the Speaker Carl Hasty and the city council, of course, they walk away and they say it is our obligation to be part of this effort to fight Jewish poverty, which is the job of the Met Council on Jewish Poverty. We're the lead organization and spokesperson on behalf of Jewish poverty in New York. David Greenfield with us, CEO of Met Council. And we should make the point, by the way, people listening, 
so obviously in the New York area may not realize that your work is uh, being directly or their communities are being directly affected by your work when it comes to the UJCs, the JCCs, and I'm sure other groups that you can mention. Those are the groups that are that are getting the funding that you're talking about and making sure to distribute the food and funds when necessary and the help you described when necessary to the people in the community. Yeah, we have a very unique model. We have nearly 300 employees who work for the Met Council. Around half of them do not work at my main office at 77 Water Street. They work mostly for these JCCs, like you mentioned, either an organization like Borough Park Kojo or the JCC of Canarsie or the JCC of Washington Heights. I was in the Bronx, the Bronx JCC. Wherever there's a vibrant Jewish community in New York, we have a JCC to help that community. And our staff usually is working out of their offices to help people who are struggling, who are in poverty, who are in crisis, who are Holocaust survivors. And it's really a unique model because we don't want people to have to come to Manhattan to get served. We have 16 offices all across the city that we are affiliated with and another 35 food pantries that we supply food with. And these JCCs, they all do amazing work. We're really proud to support them. And that's how we get the work out to the communities, and that's really how we have this comprehensive network of organizations that are helping to fight poverty. I will add a very important point that this year, an individual who personified that fight against hatred and poverty was an assembly member. His name was Michael Semanowitz Oliver Shalom. He was the great assembly member from Queens. He was a big supporter of the Med Council, and he was a real advocate fighting against anti-Semitism. And so we dedicated this year's breakfast to his memory, and we honored his family, his son, Yonatan, spoke at the event. It was really incredibly moving. And, and that's really the kind of work that we do, which is to highlight not just the work that we're doing, but to recognize the work that legislators are doing and to thank them, and even non-legislators. This year, we actually honored the police commissioner for his work in fighting hatred and really pouring resources into the only dedicated hate crime task force in the country that the NYPD has. I think that's what's so vital about our work, which is we're able to represent the broader community on issues of poverty where, quite frankly, no one else is doing this kind of work. He seems like a really good guy, Commissioner O'Neill. He just has that uh, has that way about him. I mean, you know him better than I do. I would assume you'd agree that there's something... He very- really is. You know, he's just so down-to-earth. He's, he's a cop's cop. He sort of came from the streets as a beat cop, worked his way up, which is so incredible, and now is commissioner and oversees the amazing 35,000 men and women of the NYPD. And he always says his biggest number one concern is fighting terrorism. And people take it for granted, but that's what he does every day. But he also makes sure that any time there's a hate crime, he's super responsive. He's out there. He's pouring the resources in. He enjoyed the breakfast. He was there for over an hour, which is an astounding, considering (laughs) how much is going on on a Sunday, including the Israel Day Parade that Sunday. So that was something we were excited about. And then, of course, we were part of a coalition that was successful this year. We were part of the political coalition to advocate for something called Fair Fears. This was a successful coalition pushed by the Speaker of the City Council, Corey Johnson. And the idea is that if you are living in poverty in New York, we're going to give you half-price metro cards so you can get to and from work, and the money that you save you can spend on the basics like food and shelter. And it looks like there's a deal on fair fares as well. Once again, the only major Jewish organization to be out there advocating, part of the working group to making sure that this is happening, was us. And this is huge because we have 225,000 clients that we helped in the New York area last year, all of whom are going to benefit now from these half-price metro cards 
that are going to go to lower-income New Yorkers. So that's what we do, and that's wow. why the legislative breakfast is so vital. It's not just an opportunity to come and schmooze, which is nice, or have good food, which, of course, is nice. It's really an opportunity to work and to really highlight the issues that matter and also to thank people and recognize my board members, for example, such as my co-president, Ben Tisch, and my co-president, Joseph Allerhand, who are very active and involved as lay leaders who are successful business leaders in New York who are giving back to the broader Jewish community. A couple more points I want to make. First of all, the, um, uh, the, the, uh, because of what you mentioned on the domestic violence front, and I don't know if it was always like this, your organization has basically become a 24-hour organization. You're, you're willing and you're ready to help people who are literally in the type of situation you described at 2 a.m. if need be. And that's, you know, that, that's an added responsibility, frankly, that's you know, way beyond the 9 to 5 of running an organization. That was absolutely, absolutely. I will tell you that just a few weeks ago we had a woman who called one of our social workers at 11 o'clock at night. She was beaten by her husband. She was beaten so badly that she was in the hospital. Her eye had popped out of her socket as a result of the beatings. And our social worker went oh. over, picked her up in an Uber, picked her kids up, and then is currently helping her put her life back together. If it's an emergency, that's our job. That's yeah. what we do. We are there to do the work on behalf of the community, and we work with all the other organizations, which is really what's very unique about the work that we do as well. There's not competition for better or for worse. Unfortunately, not enough people are doing this kind of work. So we're working with other great organizations, for example, on the issues of domestic violence and other crisis situations like opioid issues. We're working with Amudim, a friend, Svi Gluck, we work very closely with. We're working with other major organizations in the community that have these issues, and we have that partnership, and we're trying to be supportive because of our size and the fact that we are the largest Jewish charity, the largest Jewish tzedakah in New York. We have the ability to help other organizations and to work with them and to really highlight these issues that people don't want to talk about. The reality is that domestic violence is a tragedy and a travesty and an outrage in our community, and we have to do something about it, and we are. We're servicing the victims of domestic violence. At the same time, it's a tragedy that we have tens of thousands of Holocaust survivors who are living in poverty. We are the largest organization in America that serves needy Holocaust survivors, and we're doing that work as well. And at the same time, it's horrible to think that there are people who don't have food on their tables, and we are the largest kosher food network in America as well. That's what we're designed to do, and that's what we do. It. And to your point, we do it every single day. I literally stay up at night thinking about what more can we do to fight poverty in the Jewish community in New York, because that's our job. David Greenfield's with us, CEO of the uh, Met Council. Uh, by the way, an important message for the from community, in my opinion, um, you have to be very proud of the work that Eric Goldstein's doing as CEO of the UJA Federation of New York. I have to tell you that without the UJA Federation of New York, we at the Met Council could not do our work. And Eric Goldstein, of course, who's a very proud Shomer Shabbos leader, he's the first Shomer Shabbos CEO of the UJA Federation of New York. He's really bringing the community together. The UJA Federation has reached new heights. They're raising more money than ever before. They're more focused on bigger communal issues like poverty. We are working together with the UJA on their $36 million Poverty Centennial Initiative, one of the exciting projects that we're doing with them actually is, for the first time, several of our partner pantries have gone digital, which is really, really cool. So basically we have fresh direct for pantries for needy people. So needy people, instead of waiting online, they can now log on, 
get the food they need. If they're not physically able to, the food gets delivered to them. And if they are, they could simply come and pick it up. Gone are the days of waiting hours and hours and hours online. And that's really thanks to Eric Goldstein and the UJ Federation that is hyper-focused on working with us on combating poverty in the Jewish community in New York. Absolutely. It's one of the reasons I wanted to mention it to this audience. Uh, those of us in the in the from community, don't ignore the UJA. Get involved and make a difference. Simple as that. And that's obviously what Eric Goldstein continues to do there. And by the way, on the topic of Assemblyman Samanowitz of blessed memory, I thought it was very heartwarming when the Speaker of the Assembly called on his colleagues to come up and present the award and take the photos with the family. Uh, I thought it gave a nice family atmosphere to what's normally just a political atmosphere. Yeah, the Assembly Speaker, Carl Hastie, is a real mensch. He's somebody who has uh, absolutely, in the time that he's been there, been concerned about the Jewish community and their needs, and he's someone who has been very responsive. And it was great of him to come and to support the Samanowitz family and to show that, to your point, the New York State Assembly is one big family, and even in times that are difficult, they come together. And I thought, like you, it was really moving, and it meant a lot to the Samanowitz family, and it was important because... Michael Samanowitz really was a, a incredible leader, and he was dynamic, and he was young, and he was dedicated, and his loss is, is still felt by the entire broader Jewish community, and we thank him and his family for his service. No, no question about that. Finally, David, you know the ultimate question a week after the 42nd annual legislative breakfast. You have been on both sides of the legislative breakfast. With that in mind, how would you assess the uh, 2018 edition. Well, I would say it's much better to be a guest than it is <laughs> to be the executive producer of the breakfast. <laughs> but I've been coming to the breakfast for nearly 20 years. It's the best breakfast the Met Council has ever had. It's the first time that we were sold out. It's the most elected officials that we ever had. And I think it's a recognition of the work that we're doing and that we're highlighting the challenge of Jewish poverty, and folks are recognizing that, and they're interested in being our partners, and I think that's really what's especially exciting. It was a bipartisan group, Congressman Dan Donovan from Staten Island, who's a very good friend and a great supporter of the Jewish communities in Staten Island, is a Republican who was there as well, including folks like Senator Marty Golden, the Democratic chairman of Queens, a great friend of the Jewish communities, Congressman Joe Crowley was there. So just to give you a great example of the kind of diversity that we had in the room, and everybody came up, and, and we did something which I think was unique, which was we said, look, we love Israel. And we obviously care about the multitude of issues in the community, but today is a day to talk about poverty and hatred. Right. And talk to us about what you're going to do to fight poverty within our community and talk about our 560,000 brothers and sisters who are literally struggling every day, which people can't understand. We actually deliver food to people who, if we didn't deliver food to them, they would have nothing to eat during the week. That is the crisis that we face, and that is what we have to be focused on, and that's the response that we have. And I'm thrilled to have had the first sold-out legislative breakfast. It was standing room only. We had more elected officials than ever before. We had an amazing response. And Baruch Hashem, we had Siata Shemaya. It was an incredible event. And, of course, I have a wonderful team behind me who literally worked day and night to ensure that we were able to pull this off. And same time, same place, next year at our new location at the Yale Club, we're going to have a breakfast. One thing people realize is you got to RSVP early this year because we got sold out. So it's not, too, it's not too early to RSVP for next year's legislative breakfast. Well, I'll make sure to take care of that later today. The Met Council on Jewish Poverty, 7.5 million meals through their kosher food network 
every single year and tens, if not hundreds, of other social services, affordable housing, home repairs, help for Holocaust survivors. The list goes on and on and on. Information, if you know somebody who is in need, Met Council says, call us. Seriously, they mean it. 24 hours a day, 212-453-9539. Again, that's 212-453-9539. You can also go to the web and learn more about all these programs that I either mentioned or have been alluding to, and that's medcouncil.org. MedCouncil.org. David Greenfield is the CEO of MedCouncil. David, again, congratulations on the event and all that your organization continues to do and continued Hatzlacha, sir. Thank you, Nachman. Thank you so much. For years, you've been highlighting the work of the Met Council, but also the plight of those Jews who are in need, and we're incredibly grateful for that. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Have a great Monday. It is, in fact, a Monday morning broadcast, and you're listening to JM in the AM.
מלחמות קשות, רדיפות כואבות, בכל זמן, בכל מקום. עברנו את פרעה, נעבור גם את זה. עלילות שקרים, צוררים קשים, שרוצים רק להרוס. עברנו את פרעה, נעבור גם את זה. אז נצא כולנו יחד לרחובות העיר, ניקח אוויר וניצח. עברנו את פרעה, נעבור גם את זה. השנאה תיפול, הקנאה תחתום, ויגידו אז בקור. עברנו את פרעה, נעבור גם את זה. אז נצא כולנו יחד לרחובות מלכים גדולים, מדינות ענק, אימפריות כה גדולות, כמעט שנעלמו, ואנחנו עוד כאן. כך אלפי שנים, מעטים מורבים, ואין ספר של ניסים. עם ישראל חי, אנחנו עוד כאן. אנחנו עוד J.M. and A.M. It's, uh, uh, it's Navar. Navar done by Simcha Liner before that brand new Yaakov Shweki here at J.M. and A.M. Uh, Netzach Yisrael off of the uh, album entitled uh, Muzika. I want to thank David Greenfield for joining us. Doing good work over there at Met Council. Monday morning, 58 degrees, partly cloudy, high 73. Um... 
couple of reminders. Uh, first of all, on Wednesday, Elliot Weiselberg is here. Wednesday, Elliot Weiselberg is here. He will uh, we'll do Yeshiva League sports with him. And we'll talk about the Martin Weiselberg Memorial Tournament, which is coming up on Sunday. So we'll do that with him uh, on Wednesday here at JM in the AM. All right, so get ready for that. That'll be Wednesday. And... Earlier today, we announced with great pride, no joke, with great pride, that on the 28th of June, Rabbi Yisrael Besser will be here, a full-length, one-hour live interview regarding the brand-new book on the life of Rabbi Mayer Zlotowitz. So we will do that, um, please God, on the 28th of June. Make sure to read the brand new book from Art Scroll first so you could follow along with my questions. Uh, coming up next, military generals and security chiefs refuse to carry out orders of the democratically elected government. Is this Mexico, Colombia? No, it's Israel. Twice the astounding story behind the scenes coming up on the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten, plus the amazing archaeological discoveries in Israel continue, plus the weekly Israeli music mix. It's all coming up. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSegal.com on the NachumSegal Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Uh, after further review, starts at, a, at 10 o'clock with um, Yoni Pollock and Seth Gordon. I'm sure they'll have plenty to say about the Mets and Yankees from last night. And then at 11 a.m., Jake Novak, Novak Now, the traditional media's inability to cover Israel accurately is the same reason why the traditional media is doomed. Jake Novak live at 11 o'clock with Novak Now. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Malcolm Segal reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.